0: This is the TSG Multimedia Podcast for July of 2023. We're sponsored this month by the TSG Train Crew on Patreon. Thank you very much. I'm John Abadicola, host of the TSG Multimedia Podcast. Since January of 2010. June was not quite as busy as May, but still kept us on our toes, including a trip to Salt Lake City for chasing trains and not one not two, but three layout tour filming sessions, and plenty of ancillary foaming. In addition to all that, June also included a great episode of Talking Trains and an op session. So let's get right to it. I'm in the uh, San Jose airport today. I'm on my way to Salt Lake City, where I'm going to stay with Alvin for about a week. We're gonna do some chasing trains and three layout tour videos so should be good and uh, i'm sure i'll have some updates for you during the process hey look i made it to salt lake city that's the dude that's the guy so we're going to be doing some stuff over the next few days and a few layout tours it'll be good that's the update hi we're doing something train related today and it's going to be a day of chasing trains it's thursday and so friday saturday and sunday we have layout tours planned so we're gonna get out there and there are a lot of trains to see in this part is utah so should be good salt lake city has a uh, this area to my right planned for a park and this is where i want to put it an amenity at the park but theoretically this gravel spot behind me would be better because I'm standing on this path. Yeah, we're standing on a trail, right, that you could see the bicyclists go past a minute ago. But, yeah, and if it were elevated just slightly... Five feet. Right? That would be good enough for really good sight lines. And we were here last night and we were here this morning and I think I've seen, just this morning, I've seen three trains. We've been here maybe 20 minutes. So, it's a pretty hot Pretty spot easy. for rail fanny
1: this is like crossroads of the west Yeah, Yeah.
0: not uh, Ogden's a little bit more but this is this is good
1: enough you know
0: well there's there's a y here yep and i think that's important to to mention because behind you that's where it goes off west that's the basically the transcon for up goes off to the west and this is where the track that comes from States west of here goes turns and goes north toward Ogden. Yep. And up toward Ogden it turns east and goes all the way to, you know, UP land. Yep. So over here there's a pole that that's where the tower used to stand. The actual tower.
1: And before they realigned the rails, the wire used to be closer east. But they moved it west to get this curve a little bit broader
0: so they can speed through it a little bit more so this is what we're talking about and if you look in the description of this video there's a link to Alvin's Facebook group called the grant tower platform or something like that to get this here and I think it's a good thing to do because there's nowhere to look for trains you know safely that's advantageous, like a slightly raised platform. That would be really cool to have here. I would come use it. A lot of people around here would use it. This is one of those times when you're not sure who you'll run into, but I was hoping I'd run into Jeff Pierce. I met Jeff at the 2019 NMRA convention here in Salt Lake City. Well, I guess it was in Salt Lake City, and then the train show was in Sandy. So right. I met you in Sandy. But Jeff is actually the current president of the Rio Grande Historical. Is it Modeling and Historical, or Historical and Modeling? Rio Grande Modeling and Historical Society. Okay. Modeling comes first and uh yeah every time I see this guy he gives me a shirt and he gave me one today too so thanks man well it's free advertising right I guess so everyone in California now knows about the Rio Grande that's what it's all about man no but we're out here doing the chasing trains episode today and probably will come out in a couple of months sometime so be on the lookout for that we've seen a lot of trains out here it's just it's really windy up here so having to yell at the camera it's starting to shake though look how windy it is yeah i'm going to turn the camera off now yeah yeah
2: sometimes the wind really blows literally
0: <laughs> hi so we're doing something again uh train related today had a great time yesterday chasing trains with the people here that's going to be on the channel sometime in the next couple months. But today we're going to a place called Corinne, which if you've ever been to Salt Lake City and Promontory and this area out here, you know that's on the way to Promontory where they have the National Park now to commemorate the Golden Spike. Now there's a guy up there with a layout. His name is Lee Nicholas, and he actually emailed me before the pandemic asking about doing a video of his layout. So finally we're getting around to doing that and it should be good. I don't know for sure that I'll come to you with any updates from the layout, but it's a possibility. Uh, So off we go with this guy.
2: MRI and
0: moisture do not get along. So I mentioned earlier that I was gonna be doing a layout tour video today with Lee Nicholas. This is Lee, my new best friend. He bought lunch and it was really good. And we talked about trains and we had a good time. Excellent time, thank you. Thank Thank you you very much, (laughs) Don. All right, so in case you couldn't tell, we had a great time filming with Lee. It was a very good layout and I'm really looking forward to putting it together and sharing it with everybody here on the channel with this guy Hey, we're doing something train-related today. Alvin and I came to this nice biker bar we know about. And uh, look who the, the uh, bartender is. This is Doug Jolly, and we're here to film his SN3 or S-scale layout. It's not all narrow-gauge. And, uh, yeah, what would you tell people, bartender, about your layout if you had a half a second on a podcast to tell them about it?
2: Uh, I'd tell them not
1: to spend too much time in here before they go into the layout. Oh, right. <laughs> We're drinking that's, the
2: hard stuff this morning. That's right. <laughs> I won't let him in otherwise.
0: <laughs> I found this thing that it's going to keep me busy all day. Watch this. You see there there's off on off on. Yeah, we'll let you know when we're done filming. All right, so we just finished up with this layout tour. It's about 6.20, and, you know, this was a long time coming, Doug. It was a long time. We've been talking about doing this for about four years now. I think that was the first time I came down here was a little more than four years ago, and it's a really good layout, and I'm really looking forward to sharing
2: it with everybody on the audience. So thank you very much. Thank you for coming. I'm anxious to see it myself. Yeah, it'll be good i with this guy over
0: here. Hi, this is a Sunday morning. It's about almost 9 o'clock. And we're going to do the third of three layout video shoots today. This is going to be Rob Spangler's Western Pacific 8th subdivision. And you're thinking to yourself, well, Western Pacific only had seven. That's right. And the eighth one is a proto-freelance uh, version of Western Pacific so i've seen this layout before we've seen this layout before it's a really good layout and i've been wanting to do a video of it for a long time so this is great so off we go okay so i'm here with rob spangler we came and videoed his layout that's the western pacific eighth subdivision talked about it a little bit earlier when we were on our way here we had a great shoot yep I want to thank you. This is a layout that I've been wanting to come and do a video about for about four years now. Wow. Or something like that. That's when we came out here the first time. So yeah, I remember that visit and we talked about this and I'm sure glad you guys were able to come out and video today. Yeah, for sure. So just for the viewers, what would you tell people about your layout if you got in an elevator and you had two minutes to tell them what your layout's about?
2: Well, I think I'd like him to know that we enjoy operation and we design around that and that we also love to model scenery. And so I like to create a railroad that's a good blend of being fun to operate and fun to look at and interesting to build. I think
0: you hit it out of the park, man. Thanks, John. That's it for now. We'll come to you later with a wrap-up of the day. All right, bye. Hi, so we were just leaving from Rob Spangler's after having a great time and a great video shoot of his layout. And we came over to TSD Train Group member, Cameron, that you might know as Caboose 121. He's appeared, uh, I think it came out by the time you see this, or if it didn't, it will next week. The uh, Chasing Trains video, the first one that we did in Colorado last month, right? Yep. And so... He invited us over to see his N-Scale layout, and I'm gonna turn the camera around and have him tell you about it.
1: So, N-Scale, kind of loosely based in the Utah area where we're at. Started with this little section here, Peninsula, that was the Salt Lake route from the Model Or did. When, that was right before COVID, COVID came around and I decided to expand around the room. I like having continuous running. So there's four separate main lines, but I also like operations. And so that has been kind of leaned into it. So that's really all it is. Looks like a lot of fun. For the most part. And look, Alvin lives here too.
0: So one of the things that Cameron's been working on, and I've been following your progress on this on Facebook, is a military train. And everybody loves military trains. But what Cameron's figured out is a way to do military train and it doesn't cost as much. And we can see some of what we're talking about
1: right here. So tell, uh, tell us about this because I think it's pretty cool. So I, I've always wanted Sherman's like Sherman's, but up till now, it's been really expensive. Um, the kits that I found, you're looking at 10 bucks a Sherman. If that, and as somebody that has other things that money needs to go to, that's not the easiest way to go about it. And I was given a 3D printer that's resin. Um, you wouldn't be able to do this with a traditional FDM 3D printer, but it's one of the first, it's the first Elegoo, I think it's Elegoo Mars. It's the Mars printer and was able to print out these tanks and a Sherman tank for me, with what the resin I was using, it was about 30 cents a tank. And that's a lot cheaper to fill, what was it, about 41 cars mm-hmm. that I'd need. And that's a lot easier to do that,
0: fill a train with that than it, it is. It's way less expensive. And the mm-hmm. important thing to think about is that military trains are always long. Mm-hmm. And it's car after car after car with all these tanks and other military equipment on them. And I'm looking at the quality of the prints on these primed ones that you have here and it's really remarkable i mean for scale, i did not know that
1: these 3d printers can get you this kind of fidelity Mm -hmm. they're they're really good all this stuff i found the models on thingiverse and just found these this flat car model that you know i the way the, the the designer said was that you know these aren't going to be a show kind of thing and sure filling cars
0: yeah it's not a contest model right because right. you're, you're making a unit drain yeah and if you have 40 of these things no one's going to look at them and go oh those don't look good
1: yeah yeah and this model was 10 cents a print once you know kind of doing the kind of base stuff of right what i would say and so you know bottom detail is pretty decent mm-hmm. for you know what it is and you just body mount the couplers and it's just push pin holes for the trucks like any most of the N-Scale stuff now. What's and funny is that the, the trucks cost more than the car. Yeah, <laughs> you're looking at, and in my case, I have a friend that is in the same model club that I am for N-Scale. He's been swapping over a lot of his trucks and that, and I really don't care if they're true knuckle or if they're the old Rapido couplers. So I've got enough trucks there to do a bunch that you know in my case were free Mm -hmm. but even still five dollars for a fill-in flat car compared to if i remember the last ones that i got were about 10 bucks a piece you know Mm -hmm. but
0: and if you really want a 3d print
1: call that guy
0: oh we've heard of this guy yeah
1: we know that guy i hear he likes
0: uh oh tumbleweeds yeah we're he's not from a Tumbleweed. He's from Canada, eh? Canada, yeah. He's from Canada. Okay, that's it for today. Uh, we had another very productive day filming layouts and a quick little visit with Cameron. That was cool. And we're going to go back to Salt Lake City now and hopefully be able to relax for a while because this was the third straight day of being on our feet all day long filming layouts. Great layouts. Today's was no exception. And yeah, that's with this guy over here. Hi, I'm Alvin. This is John. We are on our way to our local brick and mortar hobby stop. And that's called the train shop with an E on the end train shoppy. It's in Garner Village. Garner Village is nice because there's a couple hot moms. Ah, Let's go. Guys looking for cougars. Looking for cougars. But anyway this is the train related thing we're gonna do today. We're gonna go to the train place. Yep. And my suspicion is that we'll probably get out and do a little uh, tr- train chasing today too. So here we go. Let's see if we can find some trains with the foam. Foam at the trains. With this guy. With this guy. I'm with her alright so we went and checked out that train shop and they have quite a bit of stuff in there not a whole lot of N scale and it's weird it's a place where they have a bunch of little kids and they have a little uh, train thing that they drive around and they charge the kids to ride the little train thing and they have pony rides and stuff like that so it's a place that I would have really loved when I was a kid but I don't see that kind of stuff anymore so now we're going to go try to look for some trains and the guy needs batteries for his scanner, for my scanner. so you're going to try to find some batteries first so we can hear them talking about what they're sending through where they're sending the trains where, s- where and how and when so all here, of the above here we go for some more uh, train related fun with this guy with her I'm with her so this is Provo Yard, and Alvin tells me this is a crew change point. And there's, there's some guy that works for uh, looks like it looks like Genesee and Wyoming logo, so it's Utah Railway. There's more power, and you know, I've known about Provo Provo Yard, but I don't know that I've ever seen it this close up or known it was this big. We've been driving for a couple minutes now and you can see a Utah Railway locomotive down there. Let's go get closer. This is pretty cool though. I'm being told this is an SD50. That's the last one in the Utah paint scheme. That's a cool paint scheme, isn't it? Another SD50. The other one was a GP38 of some type. There's another ST50. So these go from Provo to Ogden every night. I think we saw them on one of our evenings here. Well, in Salt Lake City, that is. This looks like the Provo station of UTA. All right, so now I'm being told this is the Amtrak stop for Provo, Utah. I've never seen it before. I didn't know Amtrak had any stops this small. So this is the north end of Roper Yard. And there's a locomotive headed our way. so it's about 5 30 now and we're finishing up our train related day we went out and saw a couple of train shops checked out the yard in provo and on our way back here checked out the uh, roper yard which i don't know that i've ever seen that close before so but that was pretty cool and this is it signing off this may be the last thing i talked to you about today with her okay so this is my sixth day in uh, salt lake city area and we're just going to do some foaming today so it is train related and i can see a train off in the distance already it's with this guy right here I feel like it should be a Chasing Trains video, but it really isn't. You can hear them, it sounds pretty good. Okay, so doing our train related stuff today. We've been kind of chasing this train. If I'd known we were gonna do this today, I would have made a chasing trains video out of this, but I didn't really know. But there's a freight train. We're in a place called Layton right now, which is north of Salt Lake City. And so there's a freight train coming that we're gonna catch here at a great crossing. So it looks like a fairly decent shot. The lights a little bit wrong, but This is the best we have to work with right now. Hi, so we're here at the Newgate Mall in, is this actually Ogden, is it Ogden or is it? Technically South Ogden. Okay, this end, the other end's Ogden. Okay, (laughs) so this side of the, so we're in South Ogden here at Newgate Mall. And this is the Hostlers Club. We just rolled up on here a few minutes ago and I was taking video through the window. This is Mike Murphy who was in here working and was kind enough to let us in and show us what they're doing here.
2: So Mike, tell people what the Hostlers are and what you do. Hostler's Model Railroad Club is a group of about 174 members, and we're into any scale. You don't have to be uh, just an or We have Z, we have O, we have N, we have everybody in the club, and we're very active. Uh, We've we've been together for 34 years now. And so we got together a few years ago and decided we need a a home Mm -hmm. for ourselves. So we came to the mall, make a long story short, we ended up leasing this space, which is a pretty good-sized space. And we were building a permanent layout here that represents Weaver Canyon, which, if you're not familiar with Weaver Canyon, is what starts here in Ogden and goes up eastbound, up through Evanston, Wyoming, and all climbs all the hills, and you're always seeing all the steam engines on. So that's what we're building here. This behind us happens to be the Echo Mountain Point, and this is a, a track here that goes in the tunnel and comes out at park city when the trains used to go up to park mm-hmm. city and it looks just just like echo canyon too so we have a lot of the representation we have the powerhouse it's in the mouth of ogden canyon or weaver canyon and then we have morgan and echo and mm-hmm. and then you end up back in the riverdale yard again when you make the whole loop around it's uh, roughly uh uh 300 and some feet of track each on here the layout is basically 20 20 feet wide and it's 36 feet long yeah. and u-shaped
0: right and now how can people find out more about
2: hostlers you can find out the hostlers the hostlers has a website it's it's hmrrc, at org dot org or uh, Dot something else. I forget what the other one is, but dot org is what most everybody uses. Info is the other one. Okay. And we also have one for the museum, and it's just Hossler Model Railroad Museum at dot org. Thank you. Okay.
0: Okay, so we're back at that other place in Layton where we were earlier because that big Z train we just filmed up in Ogden there should be through here pretty soon. Over with this guy right here. I know your name's not Michelle, but I got you this rock. What's it for? It's for you. Oh, thank you. Oh, hey, I just thought of something. What is it? I have this for you. No, I got that for you. But I got one for you too. Do you know why? Why? Because you rock.
1: Oh, okay. Quick. Wow.
0: All right, well, we were there at that intersection for quite some time, and that Z-train never came through, but we did get that interesting maintenance-of-way stuff, and I was there with this guy. Well, hi there. It's uh, pretty early this morning, 6.20, something like that, and I'm going home today, but first, Alvin has set up a shop tour of the... UTA, that's the Utah Transit Authority. They run the commute trains up and down this corridor here between Ogden and I think Provo. And we're here now at the UTA shop, or we're on our way to the UTA shop, and there's a big oil refinery here. So I thought I'd show you this picture of the switcher that switches out the oil refinery. I'm here with this guy. This is a GP35 that was in Arkansas, and it's gonna be painted as Western Pacific 3002, which is what it started out as. And it's gonna be in Ogden after that. Thought I had some pictures,
2: but I guess I cleared off my phone already, but, yeah, Stadler brought one of their trains over back in May. And they were gonna do some testing on our main line, but-
1: or run train so here's the for uh, that's- This
0: is the area where an entire train can be brought in and they'll service it. Okay, so we're just finishing up here at the UTA facility. Got a great tour of the uh, place by a guy named Derek Clark. Thank you very much, Derek. Uh, wow, that was really cool. Thanks for setting that up, man. No problem. Thanks, to Derek. Guy. He's the new superstar Not of me. the of the podcast. Gotta show up. So last thing before I head out to the airport was we stopped here at the uh, promontory chapter of the NRHS, yeah. met with Keith and Bob and Ted, uh, and uh, these guys over here, I'll
2: call
0: them Lights in the kitchen. that's Alvin and Sean, but they have their meetings here in this rail car. And so we hung out here for, I don't know, hour, hour and a half BSing for a while, had a good time, nice guys. Join the NRHS uh, promontory chapter. He did. I'm with her. He did, and too. he did too. Both of these guys, they got new converts. I'm 21. He's 22. He's 22. So as you can see, it's a bit later and I'm back home now. I'm just sitting here transferring all of the footage from this little trip that I just came back from into my archives. And I just have to say that, wow, what a great trip. This is another example of one of those times where it always seemed in the distance, you know? Oh, we're gonna take this trip in a couple of months. It's still a few months off, and now it's over. And it's always amazing to me how that time slips away. But anyway, it's a great trip. I have a Chasing Trains episode to edit, three layout tours to edit, and those other couple of few days at the end of it, we didn't really chase trains, but as you can see from this podcast segment, It's kind of like chasing trains. And I just have to thank Alvin. Thanks a million, as they say, for uh, the great time, your hospitality, and just everything. Really, it was really a great time. So that's all I can say. It's wonderful. So thank you much. And uh, yeah, on to whatever the next event is. (laughs) Hi, it's June 17th. And something kind of cool happened today. Well, it happened last night while I was sleeping. The channel went over sixty thousand subscribers, which is another one of these milestones about every ten thousand or so. I get excited and go, "Wow, I never expected it to get that big." So I just wanted to come on here quickly, acknowledge that milestone and thank everybody who's subscribed and watches and enjoys the channel That's uh, pretty satisfying to know that the material I create is enjoyed by so many people. So thank you so much. And I mean, what else can I say? Thank you. On June 21st, we went live with June's episode of Talking Trains. In this show, we recapped the YouTube meet and greet and I shared some of the experiences I had in Salt Lake City. After that, Michelle talked about her recent experience chasing the big boy on its most recent excursion and also about the O-Scale convention she was part of recently. It was a great episode that you should definitely check out on the replay if you missed it live. I am doing something train-related today. I'm at Silicon Valley Lines where they're having an operating session. So haven't been... To an op session in quite some time so it should be fun and something that i've been looking forward to so the set of jeeps short of the grade crossing is me and i'm waiting for this train to come through One of the cool things about operating on this layout is it's a single track main for much of the way, so you actually have to utilize a dispatcher to set up meets like this so you don't have head-ons. being here a lot longer than really than i had planned although i didn't really have any specific plans i was about to leave and i thought oh i didn't run a train with anybody this time every job i did was by myself and so i asked james if he wanted an engineer so we took one more train yeah this is james from silicon valley lines you recognize him as the portola prospector missing my
1: hat today yeah so
0: what's been going on at svl man
1: Uh, You know, we're running ops today, modern session. Uh, It's going good. Got a lot of trains ran and, uh, you know, looking to upgrade our signals and all that stuff soon. If you haven't seen them, uh, you can check out our website or our YouTube for more information on those. Yeah. What is the website? So our uh, website is SiliconValleyLines.com and our YouTube is Silicon Valley Lines as well. And uh, we are one of the larger layouts that I know of with LCC. So... Um, it's good to see that that's actually getting out there more now. Yeah.
0: All right. So that's it from Sierra so Pounder Airlines today. Thanks, man.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: Now, I want to take a moment to talk about some comments posted to my videos about the Ukraine refugee relief boxcars that were released by Atlas a while back. The Product Spotlight and N-Scale Friday videos I put out on these cars generated comments about the war in Ukraine that were particularly irrelevant and clearly partisan in nature. I just want to make something crystal clear about that whole issue. The cars were released by Atlas, who promised to use all the proceeds to help fund Relief for refugees of that war over in Ukraine. Refugees are people who have been forced to leave their country in order to escape war. The money raised is not going to Ukraine's government, or to our government, or any government. Relief for war refugees has nothing to do with your opinion about the war or the governments involved. It's simply meant to help people who are victims of the war. I just wanna make sure everyone understands that it has nothing to do with either side fighting. So making comments about how you don't trust Ukraine's government or some such is a non sequitur, meaning one has nothing whatsoever to do with the other. I also promise you that if you were the refugee, you would be grateful for the help. And now for the catches of the month. Our first catch comes from Robert Darby, who caught the key system Interurban number 187 out at the Western Railway Museum last month. Thanks for sharing, Robert. Benjamin Harp sends in a bunch of shots from Roaring Camp. Not only did Ben catch shots of the narrow gauge steam action, but he also caught these great shots of the beach train with our buddy Kevin at the controls. The final catch this month comes from Andrew Johnson, who sent in a photo of this General Electric-built European locomotive departing Wakefield-Kirkgate on June 23rd of this year. Here's the video that Andrew took of its departure. The monthly model catch comes from me this month. It's an amazing HO scale ribbon rail train that operates on John Parker's BNSF Fall River Division layout in Colorado. I think this qualifies as something you don't see every day. If you have a train or monthly model catch you'd like to share, please email it to podcast at tsgmultimedia.com. Be sure you own the content and let me know the what's, when's, and where's of the shots you send in. So July is shaping up to be exceptionally busy, so much so that we're doing our Talking Trains show one week later than usual on the 26th. Also, the National Garden Railway Convention is happening right now through next weekend, and we'll be out helping some of the open houses for that event. We're also taking a trip to Southern California to document some layouts in that part of the state. I'd like to thank you for watching, and also want to ask you to add your support to our efforts here by signing up as a patron on Patreon. Your support helps us get out to the places and events that we share with the world on this channel, not to mention, TSG train crew members get early access to all the features that come out on the channel, as well as exclusive content that no one else gets to see. It's as cheap as seven cents a day, so please take a minute to go to patreon.com slash TSG multimedia and help us keep the content coming. All right, that's it for now. Thanks for watching and I'll see you next time.